This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 14 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. As the announcer said, I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers can use the power of podcasting in support of and to develop their practices, uh, even if they're not specifically podcasting about the law. My guest today is a friend and a colleague. Bennett Kelly is a Los Angeles area lawyer who handles cyberspace and internet law matters, as well as a host of related fields like advertising and e-commerce and entertainment, intellectual property, government regulations, and government relations, <laughs> easy for me to say, and much more. <laughs> Mr. Kelly is a past co-chair of the California Bar Cyberspace Committee and currently vice chair of technology, internet, and privacy interest group for the California Bar's IP section. He recently was named as one of the top attorneys in digital media and e-commerce by the Los Angeles Business Journal. And as host of Cyber Law and Business Report since 2011, he has interviewed some of the leading voices in internet law and policy, winning praise from guests for his on-air style and his knowledge. And in 2014, this year, the show won a nomination from the LA Press Club for the Best Public Affairs Talk Show. Bennett Kelly, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me. So you started your podcast about, what, four years ago? You said 2011? Yes, we, we just finished our fourth year. Very and, cool. Um, or is it third year? Let me do my math. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, th- yeah. You, th- you finished three years and <laughs> it's been yes. – okay. Um, so what brought you to podcasting? Well, I had been a regular guest on the network, uh, webmasterradio.fm, and actually was doing some legal work for them as well. Mm-hmm. And um, when that show ended, the, the show I was on ended, they suggested um, doing a, a show with me since they really enjoyed having me as a guest. Mm-hmm. And the initial concept I had was uh, an hour show that we both law and business, and I was going to team with my client. Mm-hmm. And we would, we would trade off, play off each other as we discussed both. And um, uh, my client bailed um, <laughs> it, before we launched. And so I found it was kind of intimidating. I, I had an hour show to cover law and business. And, um, but you know, it, it quickly grew into it and turned out to be a lot of fun. Now, is it appropriate to call it a podcast? It's on webmasterradio.fm, and it's sort of uh, you have an official live time every week, yes? Right. I, I think it, it's a hybrid because I think most of our listeners are podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's hard to measure what our live audience is, but I know we get you know substantial downloads. And it's live over the internet. It's not terrestrial radio in any way, is it? Right. It, that's all. Okay. Okay. So, are you? So, you when you started doing originally as a guest on things and. And then you started your own. Are you a techie geek kind of a guy? Do it yourself, or did did you get yourself set up? First of all, do you record at their facilities or yours? So, yeah, it's it's interesting. They're they're based in Florida. Okay. Um. So uh, I just pop on down there. <laughs> no, um, they're based in Florida. So we connect via Skype, mm-hmm. and then um, and then we connect our guests. Like for example, you've been on the show. We connect you yep. via Skype. Mm-hmm. Um. Before, actually, even before this, I did a political show through blog talk radio mm-hmm. um for about a year and uh, but that was the there's it, it was through their network um and so it was you you dial in and um they, they patch you into a number so um but yeah i never really done it myself as a number of people who i've been recently met through uh you know, los angeles podcasters um mm-hmm. 
you know, um, beat up group do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so they sort of handle the back end of things and press record and edit things. Exactly. Okay, got it. Is it? I'm, you know, I'm the, I take care of the content. Sure. Yeah. And um, you know, which which obviously, is, not to minimize the other work, but you know, mm -hmm. content's a big part of it. Is, is it ad supported or anything like that? Yes, it, it, they, we do have commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. And and you, as the host of the show, is there a rev share or something like that in there? Just um, uh, no, not 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 in my case. No. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, so you practice in the area of cyberspace and, and business law as well. So this is sort of a show that supports the nature of your practice. How would you say it's benefited you in that regard? You know, it, it's hard to you – know, sometimes I get asked that question. At first, I didn't know how to answer it. Mm -hmm. And um, over time, you know, one, I do have people call me, say, I've listened to your show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, I know it has, you know, directly led to some phone calls. But the other benefit is twofold. One is that um, it increases your Q rating, so to speak, um, in in the industry. People, because you're interviewing, you know, people high up. And so it gives your name a, a presence among those people. And then, you know, it opens doors later. Mm -hmm. Um and the the other thing is that it, it's um, it's a validating factor. So when you talk to a potential client, you can say, "Listen, this is my experience. I've done this and this." And oh, by the way, you know, I have one you know one of the top um, podcasts on you know internet law, and um, you know we broadcast weekly. And here's some of the people we talk to every week. Mm -hmm. So that, that that kind of gives you almost like a good housekeeping seal of approval. Street cred. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, one of the things I love about it is that it gives having a show like this it gives you an excuse to, you know, call people up and invite them to come on the show, and now they get to know you a little bit, and you're on their radar. Whereas exactly. if you were just cold calling them to tell them about your law practice, you probably wouldn't get the appointment. <laughs> no, and that's true. And the other thing is, you know, since because my show is law and business, you know, if I meet an interesting um, startup. I say, you know, why don't we well, let's have you on the show? I kind of think that's an interesting concept, and and so it gives you kind of the you know you want some candy little girls have a you know ability to say you know, to network and say you know hey you want to be on my show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk about some of the hurdles that you've had to deal with in the course of these few years. Well, obviously. Um, your know, courts always, you know, <laughs> rearrange their schedules for your podcast. Of course, right. um, and you know, clients automatically say, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll wait till you get that until your podcast is over." You know, so obviously, it's, the balancing <laughs> aspect is, is a big part of it, mm -hmm. and uh, and so that that's the challenge. Sometimes you know, it does. There have been times when I've had to work very late, um, you know, getting everything ready, and uh, so I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. And of course, in just getting. Um, getting the, the right guests, um, we've gotten a lot better at that. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've been very fortunate in some of the guests we've had. And um, in fact, one of the fun things is, you know, working with the station, um, they're, you know, they're based in Florida. And I didn't wasn't aware of this until recently that the Miami Book Fair apparently is the largest book fair in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or it's grown into that. Mm -hmm. And so they sponsor that every year. Right. Um, and because of that, they throw us interviews with people appearing at it and through that i've been able to interview some amazing people um doris kearns goodwin mm -hmm. um tavis smiley this year for his book and um yeah and so it, it's just been in some of the books have been some fascinating mm -hmm. um there's one out now um now i know who my comrades are tales from the um, internet underground 
Wow. Um, just I think it's probably the most important book about the the internet this year. <laughs> and you know, we had that author on, and um, you know, she's just fascinating the work that she's doing. She she wrote about really talking to the the netizens in China and Russia and. Um, oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're hearing Cuba. some background noises from oh, Skype. Oh, I'm sorry. Like yep. that. That's okay. As I mentioned, my Mac had frozen, and, and now Skype just came on. Yeah. So oh, if, I we see. Had, <laughs> if we were using my Mac, we would just be starting now. <laughs> well, and, that actually brings me – it's sort of a good transition to the the technology kinds of hurdles and things. And I, I want to geek out a little bit on, on your equipment setup too. So as you sure. said, we're recording on your iPad because the Mac was frozen and had to reboot and things like that. And we wanted to get moving on the, on the call. Right. So talk to me about your microphone setup and what sure. kind of gear you I, usually use. I just got a new microphone actually and I'm looking at it and trying to see the brand name. Mm. But um, it's, uh, it's a real nice kind of – um, stationary mic, um, and I'll, I'll find the name in a minute. <laughs> okay. But um, so I use that. Um, we we connect through Skype, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of okay. The, sure. The technology on my end. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. If the station's handling the recording, then that that's on their end, and presumably. And I guess one thing that I do on my end, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. is that I um, part of my preparation and part of my marketing is I do blog posts. For the show, mm-hmm. and the kind of you know, some people call it show notes, but I I often provide more detail, yeah. and and then especially if it's a hot breaking topic, you know, mm-hmm. for example, I did a show on bitcoins, yeah. so I actually did a backgrounder, um, what exactly is being you know, what this is all about, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know that takes some time, and then ironically enough, since you know this is a um, an audio podcast mm-hmm. only, mm-hmm. um. I, I do a video to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, well, that's nice. Yeah. Gets on I, YouTube. I, I see the disconnect, but, um, you know, I, it's just, I use, uh, I was using iMovie, but it's, I've been having problems with it lately. So I, I just went, went back to Animoto mm. and just do, you know, put in a couple of pictures and a couple of descriptions. And, you know, so yeah, so I'm out on YouTube and, um, it just kind of came yeah, well, that's a great way to promote a, a show. And, and yeah, and then you know you can circulate that on Twitter, and people might click on the video and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, okay, yeah. I get it." Okay. So your show is called Cyber Law and Business Report, and it pretty much tells us what the show is about. Talk about the format and structure. We've got a little sense of that. You you fill an sure. hour, right? Yeah, and so the initial idea was it was going to be I would you know do the the first part. Uh, on law, and then my client would get in on the business side in the second half hour, and we kind of interact along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, so now what it works is we usually do two segments, 25-minute um, segments. And unless we have like a real important topic and you know a guest that merits uh, or mm-hmm. requires a longer period or we have multiple people on one topic, then we'll, we'll do maybe a uh, 45 minute, 50 minutes just with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just do um, one guest and if there's a lot of news updates, I'll do the, the updates in, in the second segment. I see. Oh, very interesting. Um, uh, so I, I imagine you are in the midst of preparing a show about the Sony hack. <laughs> you know, it, we just finished our last show for the year oh, okay. and, and so we we did our, our last show is um, Heroes and Zeros. Ah, um, we it's an annual show we mm-hmm. do, and uh, so obviously the the Sony hack was uh, the lead yeah, <laughs> zero. Big, big news this um, that year. We, that, that new talk that we were talking about, and uh, so yeah, we we did talk about that. But it, you know, there's a lot, and I'm sure when we come back in January, we'll be talking about it still. 
Yeah, well, there's a, a, a slate of uh, class action suits now brewing from employees against yes. the company for security. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. It'll be fun to fun to talk about, and I'll be looking forward to listening to your show and hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah, I was joking with someone that you know, in the case, you know, in the West case law head notes, um, it would be under cluster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so let's address the big objection. You know, I, I'm here. I am evangelizing for podcasting as a marketing tool for for lawyers and law firms. Right. And the big objection seems to be, but it takes so much time. Right. Now you have an hour long show that you do on a weekly basis, and right. presumably you spend a bit of time prepping for it. How much time overall would you say you you spend? God, um, not counting getting the guests, mm-hmm. I think usually um, prep is. Which includes the blogging part uh-huh. um, can be anywhere from two to five hours. Oh wow! Okay. So talk about how you prep for the show. I mean, obviously you, you book the guests. That's a, a few right. emails or phone calls or something like that. Over, exactly. Yeah. Okay. What else uh, goes into? And so what I what I do is um, you know I try to pull together the you know, the background on the people. You know, do the video, mm-hmm. um, provide my appropriate links, and do my research on the topic. Um, if I have it already. Yeah. And then I also do just a scan to see, is there any breaking story that I should be talking about on sure. the new, you know, because we are live. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's kind of what's involved. Yeah. Do you have any staff or anybody helping you with that kind of thing? Um, just my split personality. <laughs> <laughs> so no law clerks or law students. Were, were no, I just, you know, often I'm doing it late, yeah. you know, in the evening. And so it's hard to. You know, I do it when I have the window to do it, sure. and that's the problem. Okay, okay. What do you think? Is it an effective tool in terms of marketing and promoting? You know, I mean, we talked about that a little bit, but fill me in. You know, it's it's hard to say. You know, because I I don't I should do a survey at some point, but you know, it's hard to say how much business I've gotten because of it. Mm-hmm. But it just you. Know, it, but the thing is, is you can't measure the intangibles. You can't right. measure the the fact that it does elevate your your standing in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people say, yeah, I spoke with Ben and Kelly on this show about that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and for example, I was trying to get a hold of someone, and they you know, one of my guests was familiar with that person so um you know they they did an intro for me and so it's just it's no different than anything else you would do in networking you're you're expanding your reach of the people who know you and can open doors for you mm-hmm. and, and and the weird thing is a lot of them you don't even know or have never seen because a lot of people don't respond that's the weird thing yeah um you know the the show and maybe it still does i, I stopped monitoring it you know when the show when um the show first started you know, there was a, a chat room, and, and there would be some chatting going on. But nowadays, people, you know, especially since a lot of people listen to the podcast, people don't go into the chat room anymore because, you know, everyone's multitasking. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there isn't much immediate or even, you know, afterwards feedback mm-hmm. that you get. Um, but I actually have had, I, you know, a couple of people call me, and one actually, one person asked, yes, a listener asked to take me to lunch because they, they were working nearby just oh. to pick my brain. So I said, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so I guess it, it's hard to know for sure, mm-hmm. but it, it can't hurt. Um, and you know, if you're having fun doing it, then it's worth it. And you are having fun. I am for the most part. I mean, there are some times when I think, God, this is, you know, just if I would be really nice to scale back. Yeah. Um, and but, you know, sometimes. I know, like, I usually schedule my shows from 10 to 11 in the morning, and, you know, I usually you know, do a few phone calls, and then I, I purposely go out to lunch sure. after the show just to kind of, you know, because I'm amped up, 
yeah. and just kind of you know get that out of me and then kind of transition back to um, something else. But you know, sometimes it's, it's just a lot of fun. You really get fired up from you know, a really good, lively discussion on certain issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you had to make a business decision today about are you going to do this the show again for the rest of next year, you know, you're going to you're going to fill that hour slot every week. <laughs> it's a yes. I, I I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And um, I'm sure know, the folks at Webmaster are listening. <laughs> yeah, I've already started. I've already started scheduling for January, so nice. I guess that that's a sign. Uh-huh. I, you know, I do sometimes wonder. You know, is the price too high? Um, and sometimes you do get discouraged when you're just so busy. Uh-huh. But um, at the same time, my wife is saying I should do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should talk about that. Um, so, talk about one of your favorite moments from the experience of podcasts. I, I guess that there's been a couple. Um, one was actually being able to interview Doris Kearns Goodwin. Mm-hmm. And um, for those who aren't familiar with her, she's probably the leading presidential historian um, around today. She was, um, she actually, it's interesting, her story, she was an intern for um, President Johnson hmm. and, and eventually became, and um, w- just before she got hired, I published an article in the New Republic about why the Democrats need to dump Johnson. And, and, so, <laughs> and, and so she got reassigned out of the White House, but eventually Johnson forgave her mm-hmm. and made her his biographer. Oh, wow. And, um, and so, and actually she met her husband through the Johnson administration. And um, so I had her, she's also a huge Red Sox fan, huh. as, as am I. Yeah. And, so I had her on just after the Red Sox were, had won the World Series uh, at this last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was also interesting. I, I worked with some people that were in the Johnson administration. So over the course of the interview, as you know, I mentioned that some of the people I knew that she knew, mm-hmm. you could see her tone you know, and demeanor change. You can see, I can almost, since it, was, it wasn't video, but I could tell over the phone that she was smiling, that mm-hmm. you know, her demeanor. And, um, and then once we started talking about the Red Sox, oh, she was in heaven. Yeah. And and but then the funny part was is she said you know I've done some research on you you're quite a character, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of a New England term you know for yeah. someone you, know, you hear that more there than you would here sure. and um, so that was a lot of fun but another episode I had it, it was kind of re- rewarding in a respect um, we spoke with um, victims of revenge porn mm. and. And what amazed me was these were women who at one point really thought their life was over. Um, one of them, you know, woman Holly, who she had thought that um, she had hoped to go into law enforcement. And she thought this was the end of her career, you know. And and it was devastating. She just wanted to climb into a hole. And um, granted, she was in Texas, so she was halfway there. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, what was amazing was seeing the, the determination of these women um, to pick up their life, yeah. move on, not only just move on, but to fight back. Sure. And, um, and so actually after the show, I did a post about how, you know, anyone who thinks you know, what, what happened to them should make people less likely to hire them is mistaken. Because actually these are people you want to hire. These are people who've shown determination. They've shown courage. You know, they've shown character. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, the strongest steels and the, 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 the hottest fire. I mean, these guys, you know, have, have come out of the worst and, and are standing tall. And uh, I said I was proud to interview them. 
and and we've I've actually stayed in touch with them, you know, through Facebook and elsewhere. And um, it was it, it I was actually impressed, you know, by these people. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. What about the flip side? Any nightmare moments? Of course. <laughs> once you know, uh, a couple of times, you know, once or twice, you know, when you're not getting the guests and someone else is getting it for you, they recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one where I realized it was I got the the person through Haro H A R O help a reporter and, out, yeah, exactly. And um, he was just you know he he really wasn't didn't have the credentials he said he did. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that this was guy was just, you know, a rookie shooting from his hip. Yeah. And so, you know, we had scheduled a half hour and I just cut him off after 10 minutes. And I had that happen one of the time. The guy, you know, was supposedly was talking about how he was using internet marketing or something in connection with actually with some church issue, religious issue. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept trying to get him focused on that and he just wouldn't go off script. And so I, after like for the fourth question, I just went to break, huh. and uh, we lost. We, we ditched them, and um, so the the one kind of it was almost ironic. Um, you know, sometimes I go off topic. You know, if, sure. you, if you can get an interesting guest, why not? You know, you know, it's my show. I can cry if sure. I want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I happened to meet Tom McMillan, who um, was a. He was actually an NBA player. Um, he was on the 1972 U.S. Olympic team mm-hmm. and a, a former congressman. And um, this is during the, the London Games. So that would have been 2012. And everyone was talking about how no one was really paying attention to the anniversary of Munich. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was right. whatever the math was, 40 years. And um, and so I said, oh, it's funny, people, funny you mentioned that. I just met Tom McMillan. I thought, hey, let's do that. And for the most part, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. It was at two moments. So we act, he was talking about – there were two things that we were talking about. One, obviously, he was at Munich and so very familiar with the, the Olympic tragedy mm-hmm. that happened at Munich. And then the second was that um, you know, in, in the 72 games – it's when the, the the gold medal game with the Soviet Union, where they replayed the final seconds three times until the Soviets won. Uh-huh. You know, we won the first two, but not the third, uh-huh. and and we and we never took the gold. We we, we never, or actually we never took the silver. We refused to accept it, and um and so it's a very controversial game. So um, we were talking about the final seconds of the game and and all the confusion was that was going on, uh-huh. and. We were having technical issues. He kept coming in and out, and so it almost, you know, in some ways, it almost highlighted the, you know, made it more, you know, yeah. dramatic because we we're having confusion. Talk him talking about the confusion. So that was kind of awkward in a way. Yeah. And then um, he, I asked him, so you know, what, what do you think of the experience on balance? And he said, well, I went home and I talked to his coach, was Lefty Drizelli. He went to Maryland, and I talked to Lefty, and you know, and. We did, I just said it was just a really depressing experience, and then people ask me about it every four years, <laughs> which I had just proceeded to do for the prior twenty some minutes. <laughs> well, he had to know it was coming, but yes. yeah, oh, that's great. Would you recommend this as a tool for you know lawyer starting a practice or building a practice? Is this something, something you know? You I, I think yeah, I think well, it depends. If you're going into a crowded field or if you, you know, um, maybe not, but if you have a unique specialty, which I think, you know, internet law still is, um, and you can distinguish yourself in a, a very distinct, you know, a, 
narrow vertical, um, you know, it's easy to jump to the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, I was surprised. I went to this um, meetup um, for podcasters, and there's like a, a podcast for undertakers. And, you know, I, I can't say I would listen to it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I imagine you know, there's no one else doing that. And there's a whole bunch of podcasts that you, you, you got to think it is so vertical specific that um, if no one's in that space, take it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I think there's there's a there are a number of kinds of practices that, you know, nobody wants to listen. I, I've used the example of a motorcycle accident attorney. Nobody's going to listen to a motorcycle accident podcast, but they might listen to a prominent lawyer who loves motorcycles talking about motorcycles and then you know, some of those people are going to wind up in an accident and need a lawyer. And so that that's you talk about the, the, the thing that your your target client base has in common. Right. And that may not be the need for a lawyer. So there are other ways to come at it to market yourself without being without advertising. And, that, and that's true. I, mean, I think that's one thing I try to do. I, I don't just try to be um, too legal. Like, OK, mm-hmm. this is what the Ninth Circuit said. And, you know, here's. Um, but also talk about the the bigger policy issues and the business issues. So I, that way, I figure I'm getting people that are generally interested in the space and yeah. to a certain extent involved, interested in the legal aspects of the space. Yeah, give them something they can use, and they'll remember you when they need you. Exactly. Yeah. So, what advice would you offer to a lawyer who's getting started? How, how would you recommend they go with the the weekly radio kind of model that you have, where you're sort of forced into doing an episode every week? I mean, I, I mean, there is a benefit to, to sure. that a whole kind of you know religious aspect. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Sunday, you have to go to church type of thing, yeah. and um, so I, I, that does you know nothing focus the focus the mind like a hanging as the saying yeah, right. goes. <laughs> and um, so there is that. The, the other alternative is you know. Um, is blogging, frankly, and you get a, a catchy blog and yeah. you get enough people following you. It, you know, I think you, you read when you look at blogs and if they're interesting, you're not really looking at gee, how many how many years experiences this person mm-hmm. have, or you know. And so, if you're starting out, it's a good way to distinguish yourself. That's great. That's great. Anything else you'd like to add to the conversation today? Um, you know, I just think it's good to um, to try it and see if it's, if it's you. I mean, some people it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely bombed it interviews. Where I bombed it interviews, those when it was someone I wasn't interested in talking to. <laughs> but, um, but when, you know, I found that when you, you run a topic you like, and I, I've been told by some, you know, one, some people that you know, I, I have a natural talent at this. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe just because I'm Irish and, and know how to, we, all we do is tell stories. But um, so I think, you know, if, it's, if you think you would enjoy doing it, um, and but there's you know listen to several others. There's other ways to do it. You can yeah. it doesn't have to be interview or you can just talk, you know, do your own you know ex, ex, you know extemporize on mm-hmm. you know your view of, on this issue or that issue and and try different topics. You know I've done political, I've done law, I've done business, and um, you know find what works for you. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, listen, this has been a terrific interview, Bennett. I, uh, I've learned a lot about you and about your show, and and I'm sure the listeners have gotten a lot out of it as well. I'm grateful to you. Thanks Thank so much you. for joining. Thank you. Unfortunately, we can't do lunch today, but hopefully soon. We'll, we'll do it very soon. How can listeners reach you if they have questions? Where can they find your practice sure. and your podcast? I'm at the internetlawcenter.net is the my law firm, Internet Law Center. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at internetlawcent without the ER part. Um, my 
podcast is we're on Twitter at CyberLawRadio. We have a, um, the best way to follow us is probably through our blog, CyberLawRadio.wordpress, where we have all the updates on what's coming up. Um, also, you can always check WebmasterRadio.fm. And um, those are the best ways to check us out. Taking my notes just a second. Okay, that's great. Well, listen, I want to say thank you again to you, Bennett Kelly, for joining us and also to our listeners. Please do take a moment and send us your comments and suggestions on the website over at lawpodcaster.com. And a review on the iTunes store would also be very, very welcome. And congratulations to you on this podcast. Well, thanks. You're doing a great job. Thanks. And that about wraps it up for this episode. If you are interested in starting a podcast for your practice, uh, please visit lawpodcasting.com and sign up. I'll send you my free podcasting resource guide. And we're going to be launching the course any minute now. You'll be added to the list and we'll tell you all about it. Until next time, I'll say keep podcasting. <laughs>